Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a bomb! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise! You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6 beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's going to be sick. Marinero, good evening. The Sick Podcast. It is Thursday, November 10th, 10.01 p.m., and it is the Sick Podcast. Uh, let me uh, move this. It's in my uh, it's in my camera here. Hold on a second. I'm not used to that. All right, okay. There's my phone on a stand, by the way, which the phone is on Twitter. But I'll move it out of the way. And uh, I got a new stand because um, the one I used to have broke. And this one doesn't get up as high. And so I just noticed that it's actually in the camera. Uh, and I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so it actually bothers me a little bit. But anyway, uh, no big deal. We'll try and move it as much as we can over there. There we go. Uh, we're pretty good, and we're ready to go. Uh, Mark andre Perot usually joins me of TV Spot, usually joins me on Wednesday nights, but because the Canadians were playing last night and he works when they play, uh, and George Larac usually joins me on Thursday nights, I gave George a call and I said, hey, George, by any chance, can you actually join me on a Wednesday night? This way I'll have Marc-Andre Perrault on Thursday night. And he said, of course I can. So we gave you George last night, and we give you the guy they call Mapper tonight. Before we get to him, the SICK Podcast brought to you in part by... Energy Transportation Group. Are you in transportation sales, customer service operations, HR, or admin? Well, the good news is that Energy Transportation Group is hiring for all positions. Energy Transportation Group offers competitive compensation and benefits, a great team behind you, and opportunities for career growth and development. Joining a uh, Join a growing team and energize your career at Energy Transportation Group. Mapper, how you doing, buddy? Uh, look at me. I feel like a million bucks. I went to the Barber shop asked for the Tony Marinero haircut. Look at uh, that. Yeah, Tony Marinero hasn't got a haircut in a while. As a matter of it's fact, fluffy. there were some people yesterday that were watching that were commenting, uh, go sh- uh, cut that mop. I didn't know it was a mop. Basically, what happens is I'm going to share my secret. Are you ready? Some yeah, people wear ahead. gel. Some people put mousse. Some what people put mousse? wax. You no. know what Tony Marinero puts in his hair when it's got what the wet it? look? Conditioner. Oh, conditioner. Yes, my my barber a long time ago told me, he says the healthiest thing, if you're going to put something in your hair because you want the, the wet look, the healthiest thing is conditioner. So when I That's go weird. out, 
I put conditioner. When I stay home, I put nothing, and then my hair ends up looking a little bit longer than it probably would if I would actually put the conditioner. Okay. But anyway. I use clay. But, oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I, I have something for you. I don't know if you saw this. You probably did because it was tweeted like about four hours ago. Wow. Il est tout un intervenant à l'émission de Jean-Charles Lajoie. Il est même rendu un de mes favoris. Bravo, Mapper. Continue yeah, he said before that he didn't like me at start, though. Yeah, but I left that out, you see, to make you look good. You didn't have to throw it in there. This is a tweet coming from Guy Ledeux, it is what it is, right? who says yeah. that uh, you're one of his favorites now on Jean-Charles' TV show, GEC at TV Spot. You're one of my favorites, too. I'm looking forward to talking right. Habs with you. There's so much to talk about. I'll start with this. Yeah. If I would have told you before the season started that the Canadians would be playing the way they're playing, and would have the record that they have right now, yeah. would you have believed me? No, I, I, I would have thought you were drunk or something because uh, it's. Uh, it, it, I, I don't think no one expected it. If someone says he did, he's a liar because uh, I think everyone was expecting that it would be a tough season. I mean, it, it's still early, but for 14 games, it's, I mean, you have an idea of where it's going. Mm -hmm. And after game one against Toronto, I said, you know what, just take that game um, and enjoy it because there's going to be some rough times. But I thought the rough times would arrive way earlier than it actually didn't happen yet. And the thing is that this team is one enthusiastic and they never back down. They never back down it, it was something we would see so often mm -hmm. last year and years before you, you don't see that now you do not see that if they allow the first goal they keep on fighting and it's it's really really impressive what we're seeing from uh, from this team right now and uh, i had a conversation with uh, chris weidman yeah after uh, period number one in detroit it was about that uh, that game they they played him and pizzetta Uh, with the coaching staff that last 35 minutes after the morning skate. But then came after first period, asked me if I showed that game because he, he thought it was so great that the coaches were playing with them. But then he left. He said, oh, by the way, I have never seen a locker room like this one. It is so fun to be part of it. And yeah, the guy it, is healthy scratch. You know what? It, it looks like it because it looks like there's a nice blend of young players that have been added to the veterans and veterans that have been added to the young players and that yeah. every group I think needs some youthful enthusiasm as much as of every course. group needs the veterans and the leadership, right? The sick yeah. podcast brought to you in part by Lakash. If the last time you went to Lakash was when the Habs won the cup, well, it's time you go back to Lakash because that would be back in 1993. The menu will surprise you. Believe me when I tell you that lost in the shuffle of everything that happened last night, because the first reflex is to look at, Um, all the goals and who scored them. But those goals happened for a reason. And Cole Caulfield, in all five foot seven of him, with that fire in his eyes, a la Yvonne Cornoyer, decides to go after um, Tyler Myers. Tyler Myers, all six yeah. foot eight of them, and separates them yeah. from the puck. He doesn't get an assist on the play, but, you know, that goal doesn't happen. If it isn't for Cole Caulfield's courage, his bite, his character, yeah, that that that's the first line. How long ago did we have a first line? And I mean, too bad 
Kirby Doc is, I mean, everyone wanted or expected he would be a centerman. Turns out, I, well, for now, he's he's a hell of a winger. And, uh, I mean, playing with Nick Suzuki, he's, he's probably the brightest hockey player I've, I've seen in Montreal for, like, a while. And Caulfield, who, the thing is, everyone was only talking about his shooting skills and his scoring skills. But I, I think I saw right away when he arrived that it's not i mean he's never going to be a selkie uh, nominee but he yeah. cares about he cares about the defensive game and he cares about he knows he's not trying to give a buddy check to Tyler Meyer he's going to yeah. get killed but he, yeah. he he wanted to go and he he is going he doesn't do you say shy away from from that shy away is exactly the way you say it okay. so, so he doesn't shy away and that gave a goal and this line i mean for Nick Suzuki right now, probably it's going to slow down. We never know. But for now, yeah. the pace is like 53 goals. And uh, Cole Caulfield, something like 48. It's just crazy right now. Yeah. And uh, and another guy who, well, it's, I mean, it's well, only I two goals. Can I go back to Suzuki for a second? Because you said something that caught my attention, okay? And the yeah. Sick Podcast is brought to you in part by 8.6 Beer. The can just fell. Intense by nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark, you just said that Suzuki is the smartest player they've had in a long time. So, I think you, so open, yeah. you open the door here. Smartest player since who? Give me a forward and give me a centerman. I have one That's, that came to uh, mind. Oh, it's been so long. I, I have one that came to go, mind. Go ahead. I asked you for a forward. I asked you for a centerman because that's the position he plays. For me, Suzuki is the smartest player they've had since Plekanec. But but I, I I was about to say way more talented. I don't know if yes. the way is he's so good. I mean, but he Plekanec, is so smart good. player, very responsible, uh, very good with his decisions. Does Suzuki have more raw talent? Yes. I and I mean it's it, it, it's always tough to. To compare, but I think Suzuki is an, another level. He yeah, is yeah, such yeah, yeah. a smart hockey player. I mean, and he's got those big fat uh, cuisses. Yes, uh, and the you know the big the, the big hockey player butt, and he uses it he, so well. He's kind of built like Crosby. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen Crosby's legs? Yeah, Crosby it, is uh, is uh, it's huge from from waist down. He's he's a truck. Yeah, he's, he's Jonathan Tays, same thing. They're yeah. so big. So yeah, yeah but I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, well, you know, Pekanets, no offense. He was a great hockey player. I mean, great mind. But Suzuki for me, I don't. I've, I've never seen that. Yeah, he is so good. No, he's uh, he, he's absolutely fantastic. Once again, I'm just answering the question. You know, smartest Plus six. smartest hockey player since, and so I'm I'm thinking in the last time the Canadians had, you know, a, a guy who was a real smart hockey player at center. I yeah. think it was Plakanitz. Now, uh, has Suzuki supplanted him? Yes, I believe he has. Uh, other than that, uh, Guy Carbonneau yeah, was obviously a very, very smart probably, hockey yeah. player. Had very good hockey sense. I, I would say that Kirk Muller uh, had very good yeah. hockey sense. Yeah. I would say that Vincent Danfoss had very good hockey sense. But, you know, he's he's elite. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's definitely can, can elite. You imagine, hey, wanna... Yeah. Can can you imagine if Vegas would have keep Suzuki? I mean, that's a, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a rub. 
yes, at one point, everyone was saying it was a trade that worked out for both teams. But now with Max Pacioretty in Carolina and no longer in Vegas, I think it's safe to say that the Montreal Canadiens won that trade. That was a good one by yeah. Mark Bergevin, who also acquired Thomas Tatar in the deal. And a draft pick, who I believe ended up being Norlinder. I'm not crazy about him as a player, but Tatar for three years was was part of Montreal's best line with uh, Phil Deneau and Brendan Gallagher. I want to play a game with you, right? And the game is called uh, Touchable, Untouchable. Okay. Okay? I think I get it. All right. Uh, I think you do too (laughs) because you're a really smart guy. But be honest, okay? Be honest, right? Right? All right. Okay. Um, Nick Suzuki. Untouchable. No, I mean, no way. Cole Caulfield. Untouchable. Yuri Slavkovsky. Untouchable. Caden Gooley. Untouchable. David Savar. Touchable. May we? Uh, yeah, but, but me, I me, mean, and, me and your chum, ce soir, là, on TV Espoir, Jean Charles Lajoie told me that David Savar is untouchable. I, oh, I that's a, that, that's why you're asking me. You want I almost oh, fell off my chair. Listen, listen. Oh my God, what David are you doing? David Savar, all my respect. Block course, shots, I mean, leaders. He's the man right now. Great veteran. I would take him on my team. There's no doubt about it. And especially being a good Shenu here, there's added value. You can't have enough of those guys. I agree with all of that. That's one way of looking at it. But untouchable when you're in a rebuild and yeah, you, may, you might be further along in the rebuild than you probably thought you would have, yes or no. But I offer you, I offer you something really good for David Savard at the deadline and you're not going to trade him because he's untouchable? No, because no, he provides great leadership, because he's a great mentor, because you don't have enough players playing the right side of defense. Anyway, listen, everyone has an opinion, and that was Jean Charles' opinion earlier this evening. But he's not here to defend himself. I course. think he was. I think he was tired, or probably he was tired. Oh, you did fatigue. That's what it was. But David Savard, you were talking about that. Kale McCarr is untouchable. Pardon me. Kale McCarr is untouchable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. David I mean, Savard you have to have your your in, your untouchables, but there's not a lot a lot of untouchables. But David Savant, speaking of him, uh, we were talking about the how it's the 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 mood in the dressing room and the kids are having this great uh, you know this great spirit. But I found out this year that David Savant is quite a funny man. He's always like he's the goofy guy. And I, I didn't expect that. Now, mm-hmm. in Buffalo, I think, he was wearing those kind of, you know, hockey socks that you, I mean, it's like the, come the, uh, the, the, the uh, you know, those. The, 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 cut cut resistance socks? Kevlar? Yeah, but, yeah, but you can see through. And I could see that there were like purple spots, blue spots. He is, he's like his buddy is very like oh, wow. Magane because oh, he's wait, blocking wait, wait. so many shots. He's having this um, kind of warm uh, towel every every morning before getting on the ice. Oh, wow. uh, and something we did not see from David Savon, not that he was shying away, but when it, it gets physical, especially when Gouli is involved, he is going to go every time, no matter yeah. who is who is there and he's a great leader i mean he is such a great leader he would he would not be supposed to be on the first pair he is 
and he doesn't look bad at all. But he's not untouchable, and I, all my res- trust me, all my respect for David yes. Savard, and I think it's it's even more a respect to say that I would trade him because I know the um, I know that the trade would be like something pretty interesting for Montreal. Yeah. Listen, the way I look at it, like you just said, I think uh, both goalies are touchable. All the defensemen, with the exception of Gouli, who looks like he's going to be a first-pairing defenseman for over a decade, are touchable. Exactly. Uh, and in terms of the forwards, they're all touchable, with the exception of Slavkovsky, uh, because obviously, you know, he's just scratching the surface and he's going to be yeah. really, really good in a couple of years. Suzuki so. and Caulfield. And uh, everyone it. else that's there on offense right now is touchable. I mean, that's that's but the that- way I see it. And, yeah, but the, sometimes I mean I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use we, but talking about the, the the fans and we we fall in love with the players we see every day. Yeah, and and that's that that's a problem. I mean, it, it's easy to fall in love with David Savall right now, but I mean you have to use your assets to mm-hmm. to get something something else. The way you mm-hmm. you send it patch ready for a guy named Nick Suzuki, the way you got Phil Dano for Dale Weiss and uh, Thomas Fleischman and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, you have to give something to uh, hope to have something, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I, listen, I don't know if I would use the term untouchable. But uh, Kirby Doc is not a guy that you can trade right now because he's playing on the first line with those guys, and uh, he's like, uh, you know, right they're, like bre- they're like bread and butter, right? So they, they, it's unbelievable yeah. the way I'm so enjoying this offensive part of the game. But I have to tell you, this is what I expected. This is why I've endorsed the hiring of Marty St. Louis since day one. I thought, even though he did not have a lot of experience, considering the circumstances and considering what they're trying to accomplish here that they're in a rebuild and they're going to, you know, they have time to be able to bring in a teacher to try and teach guys, you know, hockey IQ, teach them certain skills, um, make their value go higher, put them in confidence, play a brand of offense. I really think Marty St. Louis was just what the doctor ordered. I thought that when they hired him, I think that today, and I'm enjoying watching this team play. They're fine yeah, they, to watch. They listen to him, and he—the word he said so many times in that uh, long interview with uh, Jean Charles, enthusiast. He, he for him, it's the most important thing. It has to be fun going at the rink, and he takes the time with every player, everywhere in the lineup. Again, he spent thirty-five minutes. It's—I mean—it's a game day. Morning skate. He spends thirty-five minutes with the scratches, and he's he's a guy who's really honest and respectful. And we had another example last night. I don't know if you watched the um, his press conference. He's yeah. he, you know it's tough for for uh, for the coach of the Montreal Canadiens. You have to answer a question in English, then you yeah. switch to French, you switch to English. Sometimes same questions, both languages. Sometimes that. Uh, that guy who is late at the party asked another the question, but yeah. anyways, and now he answers the question in English. Next question is in French, but he answers in English because you know how it works. Sometimes your yeah. your brain just doesn't do the switch. So anyway, it's you that it's you that asked it. Yeah, no, no, yeah. it was my my colleague right in front of me. But then yeah. he answered in English, and then everyone everyone was like, uh, like the but say time out, Marty. You didn't make the switch, but his reaction, he's like, whoa, did I, did I do that? Okay. Can you 
can you ask me the question again? I want to answer it in French. Wow. For me, that's it, it's maybe it's just a, it's not a big thing for you, but for me, it's it shows a lot of respect. He insists yes. to answer the question in the language it was asked. Listen, so anyways, yeah, you, you ever hear you ever hear Marty Saint Louis talk about uh, his his uh, his father and his late mother? Yeah, he, he, yeah. he was. He was brought up the right way. He's a good man. He's a he's a he's a good man. He's a good man. He's, and I, he, he comes I, I don't from a think good I family. expected it. I, I didn't expect that because at first I, I don't have a lot of um, during his of, playing career. He wasn't easy to interview, yeah. eh? I, well, I did not. I think I interviewed him like once or twice, and I I didn't think it went well. <laughs> Probably yeah. because I was a young journalist, but I, he was not. He was a tough customer, but yeah, and yeah. you know the the way I I work, it's very light. Uh, I mean, I I'm serious, but I I'm you know I I, I like to have fun. Yes. we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So that's you're right, the way you're I, right. I live and my I, life. I, I think everyone watching has been able to see that already with you, and I think it's something they appreciate. Judging from the comments, I think they're uh, they're pretty happy that they were able to discover you on the well, show. Well, I, I really appreciate that, and I think Marty likes it as well. We're not friends. I mean, we're we're not friends. It's not my I, it's not my job to be friend with. I don't want to be friend with him. But we, son numero. Uh, you don't have his number. No, 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 no. But our I'm... professional, I, I was kind of not scared, but I thought, from what I know from him, will, will he be that guy who, you know, is, you know, like my funny side and so far so good. Uh, I, I think he, he, he loves it, but enthusiast again, enthusiasm, yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah, enthusiasm or enthusiastic. Enthusiasm. Right? You can so anyways, that. so anyways, he's a guy like that and he, he's he's having fun out there. You can see it on the practice. He's like sliding to show uh, everything, yeah, yeah. The, the, the drills. And so, yeah, yeah. it's he, he, here's well, obviously, yeah. but he's a big reason why things are going that way right now. Speaking of, of big tree trunks for uh, for thighs and legs, I remember when he was playing for uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, uh, you know, early on, I would do some reporting when I started off in the biz and uh, the first thing I noticed was, you know, he had like the biggest legs on that team, right? <laughs> Still, and, and you know, he played on a team with Vinny LeCavie, and Vinny LeCavie was over six foot four, and Marty Saint Louis was like five foot seven, right? Type of thing. Yeah. Maybe not even. Yeah. And he had the biggest legs on the team. But the other thing I remember is, yeah, he kind of like, if you if you he saw you approaching, kind of like give you this look where he wasn't in a good mood, and it was like, don't talk to me, type of thing. And it's yeah. funny the way he's changed over the years. And obviously, you had to. He's coach of the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. You have to talk. But anyway, it's a lot. Of, speaking of which, it looks like uh, he's found a way to get to Mike Hoffman uh, because he's Can stuck you with Hoffman. Hey, listen, he described, you know, he talked about Hoffman. What was it, two weeks ago? Poise. Yeah, with poise. poise and and I grit. like the way he's reading. The, yeah, poise, grit. And I like the way he's reading the. The ice offensively and blah blah blah. I mean, he was really scratching his back, but he's. I mean, it's been only two games, but I mean, he's scoring some goals, and Mike yeah. Hoffman needs to score a goal or he's useless. So he's doing well, and that's that. And you know, he 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 pushes the right button, goes to says the tell the guy what he wants to hear and also what he wants to see, and it seems like it works. I, I, the only bad thing about Marty Saint Louis is for. Tanking lovers like you, yeah, that 
that I mean, you must be pretty sad. Well, listen, listen, I, you know, I don't remember Tanking a coach. lover. I don't remember a coach trying to tank. Last <laughs> year, last year, the Canadians tanked. Why did they tank? It happened organically. The general yeah. manager traded away Arturi Lekanen. He traded away Brett Kulak. He traded away Tyler Toffoli. He traded away Ben Sherratt. It wasn't a very good team to begin with. Carey Price only played the last five games of the regular season, and he wasn't all that great. Obviously, he wasn't himself. Joel Edmondson was gone at the beginning of the season. Paul Byron was gone at the beginning of the season. Shea Weber had unofficially retired. Carey Price was in the player assistance program and once again only played the last five games. The tank last year happened organically, right? They had lost Philip Deneau to free agency. Uh, Thomas Tatar had left to go to New Jersey Devils. Deneau had left to go to the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, you know, Eric Stahl, you know, had not returned. The tank happened organically. With Marty St. Louis or not, Marty still tried to coach to win games, but it wasn't going to happen. They weren't good enough. So, yes, they're, they're supposed to be in a rebuild. Yes, I wish they would slow down with the winning and they would win less. But the way that's going to happen is, you know, they'd have to run into some injury trouble. One of them would have to beat to one of their goalies. Let's say just say a Jake Allen gets hurt, for example, which I don't wish that on anybody. And then at one point, you're going to have to trade away your depth. Because even though some of the veterans aren't doing much, if you trade away your depth, you got less depth and you're bringing up American Hockey League depth, uh, depth that's a way that, you know, the team could lose more games. But. Well, you know, Marty Sandler was going to coach to, to win. When they scored goals yesterday early on and the camera went to the bench, he was all excited. Of course. And, and I mean, when the trade, the trading deadlines will, will arrive, I mean, if we, if Montreal received a first rounder not protected for Ben Chirot plus a young player, we were talking about David Saval. Uh, right now, he, he's worth more than that. So... Without David Saval, it, it's not tanking. But I mean, we should stop stop talking about the David Saval because people yeah, yeah, will yeah. think he's on the trading blocks. That's no, not no, the no. point. But hey, uh, uh, yeah. I mentioned this last night. George Larac joined me on the program. Drouin was better last night. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna go overboard and make it sound like he was great. He, he was better. Um, Obviously, there's a pass that happens on the Suzuki goal, and um, he was better. It's all about expectations for Jonathan Drouin. I mean, it, it's that's it. He's making too much money for what he brings. Every everybody knows that. Now it's all about expectations. He is not playing bad at all. He's not playing like a first liner that we like we thought uh, Marc Bergevin acquired against Sargachev. Mm -hmm. it, it did not happen. Uh, I think a lot of people thought it would, I thought it was a great trade at the, at the moment, but you know, it, it didn't work out and it, and it's okay. But when you lower your expectations with Jonathan Drouin and you, you look at him objectively, he is not playing bad. He's never going to be the one who's going to go like, face down like Gallagher and grabbing Demko and the other, uh, the other, it, it's not going to happen, but he is not playing that bad. I mean, for now he's, he, he's doing enough to stay in the lineup and I, it's, it's just so easy to like, where do, you see talk about the horn. where do you see him next year? Oh, I, you know what? I don't, I mean, I don't know, but 
my guess is not in the NHL. Switzerland? I think it would be great for him. I, I really wish this guy like good things. He, whatever, he did not deserve all the hate he got. I mean, he's not a bad person. He's raising money for kids for hospitals and okay, he's yes. not going in the corner and fight and give some, he doesn't like to get hit. Okay, that's fine. We all know. He is not a bad person, so I wish him the best. And well, for sure, but you know, there's not too many bad people in that locker room. But I, I, I think it also has to do with, you know, the level of animosity from some fans and stuff like that is because of who they gave up in the trade. Which you know, obviously, right. he did not trade, you know, Mikhail Sergachev uh, for himself. So, uh, well, but do you think the it's the same in the? In Vegas, do you think they 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 trash talk Pacioretty because uh, we have Suzuki in Montreal? Do you think they they trash talk against Fleischman or Weiss uh, because Dano was here? I mean, they didn't stay there for long, but it's it's just too much hate for for what for a hockey player? I mean, if you if you have so much time to spend hating someone, get a life. And I, yeah, I, listen, it, hate is a hate is a big word, and I don't know why anyone would hate a hockey player. I think he, well, he, yeah. he I think he gets a lot of heat because uh, I mean, you know, heat is fine. Criti- I mean, heat yeah. is fine. That that's okay. Everybody can have an opinion. They can have an opinion about you, about me, about the yeah. hockey players. I mean, it, it, we we we're working in the public. That's fine. But hate, I, I I don't buy that, and no one deserves it, especially not for hockey. Yeah. So. Getting back to your question, I, I wish him like something good money in, in Europe and where it's wider, where he doesn't get hit too much, doesn't need the, you know yeah. all the, the the NHL stuff, and I wish him a lot of game under par. Golfing. It's uh, it's the most passionate fan base in the league, and they know their hockey better than any other fan base in the National Hockey League. So, uh, great you know, fan when, base. When great when a fan, fan base. when a fan base looks at a player and dissects his every move. And his every shift, and they don't think that he's giving, um, you, you know, nearly as much as he can. Um, you know, I, if I was Jonathan, Jonathan, stay off of social media. It's. Uh, I mean, it's, that's fine. People have the right to do it. That's fine. Yeah. But again, there's a line between uh, critics and hate. So that I mean, I don't know why we, we got there, but uh, I mean, that, that's my uh, hate. It's no good in the world. Yeah, no, huh? no, of course, of course not. You're right about that. Hey, listen, comment sick and hit the like button. If you're watching right now on YouTube, on Facebook, or on Twitter, we are live. We go live Monday to Friday with Matt O'Hayan on Friday night starting at 10 p.m. And me, Marinero, Monday to Thursday. And if you're watching on Facebook or on Twitter, uh, but you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do so. And if you're going to listen via Google, Apple, or Spotify, Leave us a five-star review. The more five-star reviews you leave, the better we're rated. The better we're rated. The better we're rated. Put it that way. All right. Um, so, you know, we can't talk about Hoffman and Drouin without talking about that enough. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough to watch, eh? It's really I mean, it's tough sad. to watch. It, it, it's it, all this virus thing was just too much it it's i mean that enough obviously he's he's not happy and he he said it he told it his agent called the 
uh, can't use and the, the virus thing but i mean you're you're stuck with him right it was the price to pay to get rid of the the weber contract what do you want to do it's like everybody was in in the the organization were crossing their fingers so you know they he put some some point and has a value at the trade deadline but it's not gonna happen so you're stuck with him but every team are stuck with dadanov at some point or pretty much all the team you're stuck with him uh but martin saint louis is always he's very honest and he's gonna put his best lineup every night so it's far from being impossible that that will watch some game from the press box that's a real possibility so but you're stuck with him uh, as much as you're stuck with all the the, the guys we talked about uh, it's it's unfortunate but that's the way it is and that enough i mean it was a long shot but at the end of the day that the main point to get him was not his hockey skill right yeah he went from um 65 points with the panthers to 70 points with the Panthers, then 47 points in 69 games. He went down to 20 points the next year in 55 games. He went back up to 43 points in 78 games last year with the Vegas Golden Knights. This year he's played 10 games, zero goals, zero assists, zero points, zero penalty minutes, minus four. Yeah. It's I, I, I can't remember the last time a player – has dropped off the radar like this and looks done yeah. at the age of 33. Like he, he's 33 yeah. looking like he's going on 42 as a hockey player. He's just lost all his ability. He looks done at 33. Hockey players usually aren't done at 33, not the skilled ones, you know, like you, no. you lose a second but, here and there, but you don't look I done. Mean, he looks th- done. To, to give you an idea of how much he doesn't fit in uh, Marty's lineup, I mean, he tried him on the PK. And I, who was it? I think it was Mike Matheson who said that at one point he thought he was one of the best players in the league on the power play. But he's on the wall. He he did some some uh, shift on the PK. I, I think after, was it game one? I think he played more minutes on the penalty kill than all like his all of his uh, past seasons. So that, I mean, Marty said we tried to find a spot for him, mm-hmm. but what do you want to do? I mean, he is, you, you know, I don't know. He's, he's, he had some good flash last yeah. night. So I, I think it was probably his best game, but it comes down to expectations again. I mean, what, what did you expect from a guy Vegas gave away and yeah, take if take a big contract so it's you know yeah raymond Singh says pk suban was done at 33 it's not a he's not wrong entirely because pk retired at 33 but i think yeah. pk brought more to the table last year than that enough did uh good leadership we've heard so many good things from pk Actually, and that 43 points last year so i might be wrong on that one but yeah no yeah. But, but yeah but but pk we were all surprised because um uh, Amada Stein, she's uh, like the the devil's reporter for for the team, and yeah, she was she was there when Piquet was in Montreal, and she, she kept on saying he was not the same person, and he was very uh, loved in the locker room, good leader. So that's he brought that for sure last year, but now I think that the his mind was not there anymore, and lots of injuries, but. Hey, I mean, he, he fits so good, like, on TV. So, for him, it's uh, it's just normal. 
Hey, uh, not a bad contract by Kent Hughes to Kirby Doc. Uh, when you re- revisit it now, a four-year deal at a total of $13.4 million, an annual cap hit of 3.36. He's playing on the first line with Suzuki and Caulfield, and he's scoring goals and picking up points at 100 miles an hour. That That's a great value. Like for four years, they got Kirby Doc yeah. at 3.36. What a great contract. 12 points, 14 Hughes. games. Yeah, what yeah, a yeah. great contract. It, it, well, so far, did, did Kent Hughes made a mistake so far, like a big mistake? Not really. And he's an agent, so he knows uh, a thing or two about negotiations. And uh, yeah, actually, it's it's obviously a great contract. Reminds me of uh, the Patriotty deal at 4.5 for like seven years. And he was like scoring uh, like so many goals. And it was, yeah, yeah it, you know, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. We at one point during the show early on, we talked about you know what a passionate fan base the Montreal Canadiens fan base is, right? Because yeah. it's Montreal and their fans, and this has been going on for a long time. There's a lot of people in in this city who think they actually know more than the general manager, right? Who think they're smarter than the GM <laughs> or they're smarter than the management team. And I know one longtime radio host of about twenty years who actually thought that he was too. But all kidding aside, this management team. Like what a great management team. They are they are yeah. they are clinical. They are analytical. They are surgical. Like they have a plan and they are confident in that plan. And they stick to the plan. They're not going to they deviate yeah. from the plan. Exactly. You know, they, it they, might go they really faster. trust their plan. It might go faster. Because yeah. the prospects might develop faster. They might do real good work with the development. But man, like if you get invited somewhere panic. and Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon are there, you're not going to feel like you're smarter than the general manager or the executive vice president of hockey operations. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had the chance to speak with uh, with Kent Hughes uh about uh, Dadanov, and he, he talked to me for like the, the, the whole intermission, 18 minutes. And this guy, when he taught, when you ask him a question, you know you're gonna get the right answer. If he can't give you the right answer or the, the real answer, he's just gonna say, I, I, I can't really say it, but he's never gonna lie to you or try to put you on another path. Or he, he really impresses me. And again, they trust their plan, they have their plan. I mean, it, it's, it was so outside of the box. You remember when the, nobody was talking about, about Kent Hughes, and then when he got named, like a lot of people said, I called it bullcrap. Nobody called that. It was so much outside of the box. And right now, again, they, they, will, they won't panic, and that's so important. We see so many GMs that panics, and it, 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 it breaks everything. So... For that, we can trust the, the management. And yeah. we were talking about uh, so many uh, coaches in the province. Dominique Cham said, I, I have uh, 8 million assistant coach with me. Yeah, yeah. Mapper, that's, <laughs> uh, was right. that's an awesome point when you bring up, when you talked about Ken Hughes and you said, yeah, you know, once he was hired, a lot of people said that they had thought it was going to be him. Yeah. Um, with all due respect to all the candidates, you remember – the city of Montreal and the province of Quebec and the Montreal Canadiens fan base was torn. There were a lot of names 
And there Mathieu were a lot Dash, of good Daniel names. Briere. Mathieu Dash, Daniel Briard, Roberto Luongo, um, Martin Madden, yeah. right? Martin, Martin Madden, Madden yeah. uh, Kent Hughes, Stefan Quintal, his name came out. Well, Kent Hughes, I mean, the, the name came out like late in the process. Yeah. And again, Emily I, I thought it, Emily Castonguay, uh, was she interviewed? I know. Um, uh, yeah, she was interviewed. Yet. She was? Uh, okay, her and uh, yeah, another woman, like her name is. Uh, but anyways, um, I, I heard that the first, after the first round of interviews, uh, Danny Briere had a great in, first interview. Like a lot of people were shocked. Yeah. About, of how good he was in that interview. But I think Kent Hughes, for, for some reason, well, for, for because of Garten, I think he had. Like he was way, uh, way in front, and probably the decision was already already made. But for respect, for the respecting the process, you know, they 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 made the process. But I don't think a lot. Of, well, who who can say they called it? No one. It's, Patrick Wa's name was out there. I never thought that he was going to get the job. I never thought he was going to get hired. Uh, no. But uh, you know, you know, his uh, his name came up. His name came up. But so so far, I mean. Nobody can complain, right? You uh, you mentioned there was another woman. Jeez, I'm, I'm now I'm drawing. The, 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 Daniel Savageau. Daniel Savageau. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Savageau. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and there was. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that, that we we talk about this now, but now I'm start. There was another. There was one other candidate that I think was. Uh, who was it again? Darbia Madden Savageau Milkastangi. Uh, what? Yeah, there was there were there was a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna try know. and. Uh, yeah, I'll take a look. I'm gonna try and actually uh, Google it myself here. Yeah. Can I, uh, Mark Denis. Mark Denis, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mark Denis. Yeah. That's uh, that's the one that we were missing there, and um, you know. Yeah. Everyone would have been able to bring something to the table. They all have qualities. Of course. But, but I mean, yeah. you know, you watch what Kent Hughes has been able to do right now and just the way he's able to handle himself. And by the way, also, I think every time we hear him speak and, you know, more and more comfortable and more assertive and more confident and stuff like that, it's, man, it's, it's you know, we thought it was going to be such a tough process and so difficult. Uh, right now, Kent Hughes looks like a no-brainer, you know. But the the, the more we discover the man, the, the more it becomes a no-brainer. And if, I mean, Garden was right, and they 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 had the power to bring Martin Saint Louis here. Another name that if anyone say I called it, it's not true. You did not call it. You know my no Marty Saint Louis thought. story. You know my Marty Saint Louis story. Go ahead. The day that he was hired. Dominic Ducharme was relieved of his duties, I think, around 1.30 in the afternoon or something, okay? Yeah. The day that he was hired, the Canadians, I think, were playing... I don't remember who they were. Anyway, that doesn't matter. We uh, were, where were we? Uh, no, it was here. It was New Jersey that was, or, or Washington in town. Yeah, I think Washington was his first game, okay? And I think they lost, yeah. whatever, I think 5-2 or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, they, they lost but, the first uh, three games. Yeah, but... Um, that day, 
I text, I sent a text message to a colleague of mine. And I said to him, I said, I'd hire Marty St. Louis as a development coach. That was at 11.10 in the morning. Really? And four hours later, he was hired as the head coach or the interim head coach. That was pretty funny. Yeah, but I had, I, I, I had the text message saying I'd hire him as a development coach because I just I, I thought he could teach the players and he'd be good for the power play and he'd be kind of be like that. That's that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm gonna trust you on that. But, I got uh, yeah. I got back to my colleague uh, that day and uh, and I said to him, I said, uh, Do I look brilliant now? You know what? I'm wondering if I. You said uh, I don't only look good. I'm brilliant as well. Uh. Are you texting me? No. Hey, by I'm the trying. way, that I think it was the, the the first week while you're you're searching that I I uh, I sent a text to uh, Dom Ducharme saying you know uh, thanks for everything it was a pleasure working with you and okay the the, the guy got fired like a few days was it I don't I think it was the, the same night and he answered me like like the guy has class he's like Dominic Ducharme is a great person he received. A lot of heat as well, but yeah, he's a class act. And he answered, took the time to you know send the text saying you know what, thanks, it was a pleasure as well, and blah 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 blah. I thought it was great. Wow, I, he's he's a great person. Well, you know Chum what, I mean, person. that's a pretty classy gesture from you as well. So I think uh, you know I'll uh, throw the flowers. Well, I mean, back at you. we we see the we see them every day, and we spend yeah. time every day. We're not friends, but we're I. I wouldn't say colleague because we're not working for the same uh, same uh, company, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a close relationship, and you cannot have a bad relationship. And there's a lot of respect. And again, I I, I really respect all the coaches. It is not easy to coach the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, the pressure, yes, but also the the language thing, and it, it, yeah. it's nonstop. Where there's so many journalists asking yeah. everything, and so. Anyways. It is uh, it is easy to podcast with you. It's a very fluid conversation. It's very, very natural. I enjoy it a lot. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do, and I look forward to talking to you again next week, Mocham. It's an honor, my friend. And, right. uh, so you're kicking me out, right? I, well, I, I'm going to go to Chris <laughs> Latornad, who owns uh, his own card store, and I think he might oh, actually do something special for us, and he's educating me on, on sports cards. And okay. so we have okay. something planned, which I think is kind of cool. And uh, All right. You know, just remember, your ex-girlfriend wore a shirt that said, I'm a Tony Marinero girl, or I'm a Tony Marinero. I'm trying to delete it from my head. Yeah. Seeing her guys... with, the, with the T-shirt. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's got style. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Let's talk sports cards with my buddy, Chris Latornade. Six sports cards. Presented by Sports La Tornade. Six Sports Cards is presented by Sports La Tornade, Sports Cards, Collectibles, and more. Visit the store at 1 Avenue de la Fabrique in Vaudreuil, Dorion. There he is. Look at this guy. What a piece of work he is. What's going on, Chris? I don't hear you, bud. I don't hear you, bud. Yeah, that's... You got to fix that. You got to put some volume here. I don't hear you. Now I'm going to think it's me that I don't hear, actually. Listen to this. No, I don't hear you, bud. Log off and then come back on. Yeah, that's the beauty of podcasting when you go live. These things happen, my friend. 
I think Chris is going to end up opening up sports cards without actually having any volume here. But anyway, um, he's going to join us. We're going to figure it out, or he's going to figure it out. I'm sure Agnello and Sammy back at Master Control are going to help them figure it out. In the meantime, I'll tell you this. If you're enjoying the podcast, hit the like button. Share it with your friends. Tell them all about it. And uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. It's absolutely free, our YouTube channel. And you're watching right now on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And once again, uh, comment sick and hit the like button. And tomorrow, if you start listening uh, to the Apple um, social media platform or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, you leave us a five-star review. It's going to go a long way with us. We really appreciate it because we had uh, one that wasn't a five-star review, and I haven't slept since. So if you can uh, flood it with five-star reviews, I'll be a pretty happy guy. Uh, I, I think Chris still hasn't figured it out, or we're trying to help him. It didn't look like his mic was on, though, right? Or It's got to be. Hey, there we go. I hear it already. Can you hear me? I can. What, what, happened, what happened there exactly? I have no idea. I'm at a hotel in Toronto. and yeah, Blame I'm it on the hotel. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Hey, you are... Um, you're at the card show, right? A big card show going on in Toronto. Does it start tomorrow, I think? or That's right. Tomorrow morning we'll be starting at the card show here in Toronto at the International Center. All right. So, I mean, there was one in Montreal. Uh, what was it? Last week or the week before, whatever. Is this kind of like an extension of that, but on another level type of thing? Or it's got nothing to do with that one? Uh, there's a lot of the same vendors. I would say this one is much bigger scale. This one's probably, this one is the biggest one in Canada. Um, they have it every six months and, uh, yeah, it's just a bigger version. How many people are going to be there? Uh, I want to say vendors, maybe around the 300 or so. About 300 vendors. All right. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, clearly, I mean, if you're there, this is something that is worth your while. My question to you is you know, you talked to us about a very expensive card that you had a week ago, which was the Gretzky card, which was a one of one. It wasn't his rookie card, but it was the only one in the world. And you valued it, if memory serves me well. This was two weeks ago. I believe you valued it at around $15,000. Uh, did yes. you bring it with you? Yes, I do. I have it with me. I will uh, go around tomorrow with uh, my backpack. I will have it with me. Uh, it's part of the deal here. Is uh, a lot of uh, a lot of trades, a lot of sales. Uh, you know, a lot of discussions with other dealers here. So, yeah. So you're selling that card this weekend? Uh, you know, I I don't know. I if I it, it depends. If I if I get the right deal, the right buyer, I I could let it go. Yeah. The right deal would be what? Uh, it would have to be a trade. If we're going to trade something, obviously you want to uh, trade for a little bit higher value. If you're going to get uh, a card in return or even three, four cards in a return. Uh, otherwise it could be, uh, you know, you try to go with the streaky players. Like I was talking about Caulfield, uh, last time you want to get someone that's hot. You want to get someone that you can invest in, uh, guys that are up and coming, stuff like that. You might want to trade for a, a bigger rookie card per se. Mm -hmm. than uh, yeah. It's probably a stupid question, but I've asked many before. I'm going to ask it anyway. You're going to be at this exposition. There's going to be about 300 vendors. There's going to be a lot of people there that are going to know their cards inside out, know what they're really talking about. How does one brush up on player cards so that you could 
be the guru of player cards like you know is there is there is there like a tutorials online or this or that or whatever like what do you do to know your cards inside out because there's going to be people there that there's going to be some that know their cards more than others how can you be one of those guys um there is and it's like many other things um you have to put the time in uh i watch it's like i watch a lot a lot of hockey i follow the juniors i follow the rookies uh, not you know as much as you know you're interested in your in your hometown team you want to also uh, look at other teams and see what's coming and you have to also read up on the new releases so anything that's a new release you want to know what the rookies are coming out and stuff like that and you try to uh, get ahead of the game in in that aspect all right uh, I think you mentioned to me something about opening up a box is there a yes. new box that came out and how often do boxes of cards come out? So uh, every year there's a, there's a series, uh, the, the most, um, the most sought after uh, series is the series one and the series two from upper deck. Every year they come out. Series one usually comes out in November, right around this time. And uh, I believe they try to time it uh, exactly for the show. So this came out on Wednesday. I'm going to show you. I have the box right here. So this wow. is a 22-23 Series 1. So this, this box here came out on Wednesday. It's going to be uh, hot at the card show. Many people, uh, the dealers there will have it. Upper Deck do have, um, do have events, including it. If you open it up, they'll give you some free stuff to get maybe something big uh, in, in sense of like a redemption card or something like that. So... Yeah, this is this is hot off the press. This is uh, the talk of the town. So somebody comes see you uh, at your table and they want to buy that box. How much is that box? So I can't actually the, I can't actually say the price online. So uh, anyone who wants to message me privately at uh, Spalat on that, I would gladly give you the price. But uh, we sign we sign uh, we sign uh, license agreements with Upper Deck, and uh, we're not allowed to divulge that live uh, yeah it's um it's it's in the three digits or four digits or it, what is it, it I, I have no idea what this goes for it's it's in the three digits it's in the three digits for a box okay that's and, right. and, that's right yeah. and how many cards you get in that box so this this one here has got 24 packs of eight cards per pack okay yeah 24 cards of eight uh, cards per pack 20, 20 24 packs of eight cards Okay, 192 cards. That's right. You see the way I did that? Yeah, your your math is on. Yeah. Not bad, eh? 24 yeah. times 8, 32, uh, 2, yeah. carry the uh, 3. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I did it, but I think I still got it wrong. But anyway, are you going to open this want, box in front of us? And if it, you do, what happens after? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to open all the packs? So, I can open up all the packs if you want. It takes a roughly about 15 minutes. So if you no, have time. I, 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 I don't want you to do that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, why, why don't you just go open up a couple of packs? Let's see how it okay. goes. Okay. If you okay. get some great cards, we'll stop there. If you don't, we'll go fishing for more. Okay. Okay. Good. Here we go. There so we I'm go. Gonna, um, yeah. Here we go. So I don't, uh, because I'm in the hotel, I don't have my double camera. But uh, No, no. Don't oh. worry about it. This is perfect. It's fantastic. So I'm going to take out here. I'll take out a stack here. Here's a stack. Oh, before you before you open it, now before you open it, yeah. Uh, that box sells for uh, an amount in the three digits. Yes. Is there a card in that box that's worth more than the three digits already? 
Yeah, I would say I, I would say um, uh, let's go with Marco Rossi or uh, or uh, Matt Boldy, uh, the young guns. Yeah, that, yeah. You can also you can also get. Uh, I'll, I'll explain it as I open. I will explain uh, a little bit more on what you could get and what would be worth more. Okay, go for it. All right, so we'll try out. So we'll, we'll try out. So each box like this has yeah. uh, six young guns. So there's fifty okay. young. There's 50 young guns per set. Okay. And uh, no more, no more, no more gum in the packs. So the way OPG no, used to do it back in the day. No, no more gum in the packs. So okay. uh, there's six young guns per box, and there's 50 total if you want to make the whole set. Okay. Okay. So when people open these packs, basically there's seven cards in here that are going to be called their base cards. Okay. Base cards you have from one to two hundred. It's uh, to do the base set. Some people do it, some people don't. A lot of people can, uh, like, for instance, the base cards at my store, I usually pack them up and give them to money, minor uh, minor hockey, um, to the kids. So they're not really that valuable. So there's one card in each, there's one card in each pack that's actually an insert, and then, or a young guns, that's the one that you're looking for in every pack. Got it. All right. So in, in this, I'm, I'm just going to flip through the inserts and uh, through the uh, base cards, and I'll show you what, the insert would be uh, in in this. Uh, so is there a reflection there? That's a that's a Ryan O'Reilly. It's called Center of Attention. That's a uh, that's an insert card. It's kind of a set within the set. So uh, you can look up in the checklist and look at a Ryan uh, Center of Attention, and there might be fifty of those, right? Mm -hmm. So so uh, you you know some people like to to do the master set. The master set would be collect all 200 base cards you want to collect all 50 young guns and then you can do the inserts which you have center of attention you have some called the ud portraits uh which i'll, I'll show you so i'll flip mm -hmm. I'll, I'll flip through i flip through the base cards here's another one here it's called the superstar superstar honor roll so this one here is a uh a frederick anderson with the, the carolina hurricane yeah yeah so I'm going to try and pull you out of Young Guns to something decent here. All right. I've never and, done this and, before, by the way, this unpacking here. What is what is this called? It's called unpacking? Is that what it's called? Or? Yeah, I guess we call it opening a box. Uh, opening we can, a box, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we also call them box breaks often. Like, we can do it. Yeah. I do live videos for people online that, that just want me to open. So here's our first Young Guns. It's actually a good one. This guy is, a, uh, you know, Matthias Michelli. He's, a, he's actually a good rookie to get. He's one of maybe your uh, your top ten rookies in the set. He's from the Arizona Coyotes. So uh, now at this point, I can explain to you is that there's 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 young guns like this. Um, you also have different version of the young guns or different variations. So you can get the young guns in the uh, you can get a young guns exclusive, which would be numbered to a hundred. This one here is not numbered, but the young guns exclusive would be worth a lot more money uh out of 100 or you could get a uh, young guns clear cut or a uh, young guns high gloss which would be numbered to 10 so if you get a numbered one it's going to be worth a lot more than just your regular um your regular one this guy knows his stuff there's no doubt about it right and i'll show you a different version actually i'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit this is not coming out of a pack this is what we uh got this week okay so this one is a marco rossi young guns um black young guns canvas black so the black they're 
they're a little bit more rare. So it, on the back of each box, um, I don't know how much you can see on the back. Of you, it, it looks like a lot of writing there, but all your odds are here on the back of that box. So okay. if you read up, you can read up and, you know, you'll see uh, young guns, one in every, every six packs. Or uh, if you want to look at the canvas black, it might be a one in 400 and something packs, which would be the rare, you know, the more rare the card, the better. Yeah. So um, we can we can whip through a few more here. Yeah. Two more packs. This one and another pack. No problem. So here we go. Um, here's what uh, another variation. So this is a Lucas Raymond uh, portraits. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, it's a good looking card. Uh, they have gotten better last year. I found I find them to be uh, nicer than last year, but. Um, Every year they, they come out, they change each cut. Like a UD portrait existed last year, but I find them a little bit nicer this year. Mm -hmm. So we'll do one more. It would be nice to uh, get a Baldy here. And, uh, oh, this is another one here. This is actually another uh, Detroit Red Wing, Mort Cider. So this is a debut date. So this one here is... It's okay. It's another insert. You'd have to do the, the make the set and make it worthwhile. Um, nothing. Uh, nothing what, what big. Is, what, what does his rookie card go for? Mort Sider. You won the. You won the. You won the rookie so, of the year last year. Yes, a Mort Sider Young Guns is about now anywhere between seventy-five and a hundred dollars. I'll buy so, that one. Do yeah. You have any? Yeah, I do actually. I do have a. Uh, I do have a regular one that's uh, not graded. And like we talked about the graded cards, I do have a PSA 10, uh, which would make it worth almost 250 to $300. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. yeah. No, because for a second there, when you said $75 for his rookie card, I was thinking, wow, like for a mint rookie card, but a PSA 10, then it's yes. about $250. Because I think Moritz Sider is going to win another call there, maybe even two more. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a slower start this year than he did last year, but yes. uh, he, he's he's definitely he's definitely. Uh, I mean, I watched it the other night when Detroit played Montreal. And not not a Calder. Pardon me, not a Calder. I said a Calder, but I think he's yeah. going to win the Norris. The Norris, yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe even a couple. He kind of reminds me of a young Victor Hedman, but you're right. It's his season is yeah. not as good as it was a year ago. Yeah, but that kid is good. Right, that kid is good. Yeah. Why don't we do one more pack before yeah. I hit the sack? No problem. Actually, here I, you, you like I, can, tell, I can show you what we have for for all the Montreal Canadiens fans. This is what you're going to find in this series is the Jordan Harris, uh, okay. and and there's a variation of Young Guns that they've made in the last couple of years. I don't know how much you can see of that, but it says instead of saying Young Guns, it says Jeune Lou. Ah, uh, Jeune Lou. Jeune Lou pour les Wow! If so, they have a, uh, if they uh, car, if they have cards in Italy, they would call them emozi too. Here is Jean Lou. In Italy, it's emozi too. So the les jeunes loups are actually more rare than the regular yeah. young guns. Yeah, les jeunes loups emozi too. There you go. Yeah. So this is, this will be the last one for tonight. So this the one. last one for tonight. This is a canvas Nashville Predators. And Roman then, by Yost. the way, we're gonna take three questions for you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. so 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 get your questions, start sending them in, and then Yellow and Sammy will uh, will send them through. Go back. Pardon me for interrupting you. Go ahead. You Roman no Yossi? Yeah, Roman Yossi. This is the canvas version. So the cards are like they're a little bit the different texture. They're uh, they have a, like a canvas uh, canvas look to them. 
So the Young Guns can also come in a canvas. You can get a Young Guns regular and you can get a Young Guns canvas. I like it. And Yellow, yep. send us uh, three questions over. We'll ask, uh, there is coming from Raymond Singh. Tony, can you ask him if he buys cards at his store? Yeah. So uh, anyone that comes in, I definitely evaluate and I can buy cards at my store. We we do offer trades. We can offer some store credit and uh, or buy outright. But yes, of course we do. Next. Sobbles, how much value would B cards collected in 2000s? Uh, they're not these fancy things, black cards and stuff. I have no idea what he's talking about, by the way. Uh, would be okay. So B cards I, in the in the early 2000s. I'm guessing he's talking about the early 2000s. Correct. Um, so in the early 2000s is actually when the cards started to boom again. They brought back, uh, you know, like we discussed last time, the uh, numberizing the cards and making them a little bit more rare, mm-hmm. uh, print, printing a little bit less. The quality really uh, became much better. And then Upper Deck obviously got the license with the NHL and became exclusive and really changed the game from there. Last question. Neil Unsworth, love the card feature, may start collecting again. How much does he charge to grade collections? So I don't actually grade the collections myself. If you want to bring a card to the store, we can have it sent away to be graded to PSA or Beckett. There's different there's different uh, charges for different cards. This if is the way wanna... a jeweler would, would grade a diamond. Right, exactly. So if you want to get your card graded, if you have a Wayne Gretzky, a Bobby Orr, whatever it has it, uh, you can bring the card to me and I will gladly send it away from you, f- send it away for you. But there is different, uh, there's different costs for different cards. So uh, if you want to send a card that's worth, say, zero to $200 US, uh, it's going to cost you somewhere around $30. If you want to send a more valuable card, the more valuable the, more, the, the card is, the 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 more you're going to pay and the faster then and it all depends how fast you want to get your card too so you can take it's like a shipping uh, when you ship your mail you can you can fast track it or you can just say i want the regular mail it takes 6 months so what and i want to pay a little bit less so that's how it works chris great tutorial on sports cards a lot of information uh, i love the pace i love the energy have fun in toronto this weekend Sell Thank a lot you. of cards, make a lot of Will money. Do. He's Chris Latornad. Thanks for doing this, bud. Thanks. Go Have check nice him out at his store at One Avenue de la Fabrique in Vaudreuil Dorion. I'm Marinaro. Once again, special thanks to 8.6 beer, intense by nature, Lacash, and Energy Transportation Group. A shout out to Playground that has over 600 machines, poker tournaments, and playground casino games. Daily promotions and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. To all of you who are watching on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, all the chats, all the comments, thank you so much for being a sick army and being as engaging as you are. This podcast is doing something pretty special because of you and because of our sponsors. So thank you to you. Thanks to them. And we are... The Sick Podcast, Monday to Friday, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern or right after the Montreal Canadiens hockey game, if it ends after 10 p.m. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place, only this time. 
with Matt O'Han in for me because I like to have my long weekends off. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for watching. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6. Intense by nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you.